I'm in love. Yeah. I know, right? Make some noise for yourselves, man. That was fun. You guys are funny. All right, that's enough. All right, my name is I'm in love. Let's be adults about this. My first and last. Let's get on with this. Okay. Hey, can you stand up for me? Make some noise for this guy right here. Just stand up. Yeah, that's my dad, everybody. It's my father. Where were you when I was growing up? All them soccer games. This is some bullshit. You sit down. We'll work, we'll work, this, we'll work this out later, man. You have sex with my mom. He's, okay, anyway, who's on, social, who's on social media? Stop lying to me. You're all on social media. You're all on that shit. Why would you lie to me? I love social media, though, because I love a good twerk video. I know I'm not the only one. They speak to my soul. They say, damn, this young lady will throw her ass for anybody with a data plan and access to Wi-Fi. I got to introduce her to my grandmother. She'll shout her out on Instagram. It'll be great. It'll be all that, right? And I know, facts, right? So um, I just feel like men and women shouldn't work out. Stop working out together. You got different fitness goals. It's not going to work out. You feel me? I worked out with uh, my guy and his young lady. It was the worst fitness threesome I've ever been a part of. But he was just trying to be stronger than me, and he's not my real friend. That's just what that is. Just shouting out just uh, motivational quotes that don't make any sense. He was just like, yeah, no pain, no gain. There is no easy road to success. Dance like no one's watching. Like, hey, look, it's some, it's some bullshit. You just full of shit here. It's like, home is where the heart is. Okay, ladies, let's get in formation. Black lives matter. What do you mean you don't validate parking? Like, hey, look, this is, you're crazy. It's trying, to, oh, trying to beat someone up at Macy's. That was smooth. I know. So look, I think Drake get kicked out of black people by 2018. Why, you ask? I don't have time for the rest of the joke, okay? We got four minutes. You say, when that hotline blings, it can mean several things, all right? It can mean all kind of black stuff. It's all about sex with Drake, you know what I mean? So I just moved from New Orleans. Uh, I, yeah, I know. Audition from a, for that uh, straight out of Compton Rolls Easy. Didn't get the shit, clearly. You know what I mean? But it's okay. I was dating a young lady there. I'm not big enough for rough sex, right? I'm not big enough. She was rough with me, foreplay. She would play fight with me in public and win. It was very embarrassing, right? So uh, one day, one day, I was like, look, baby, it's just me and you. We're gonna do something special, real romantic at dinner, right? So out of nowhere, I just punched her in the throat in the middle of Red Lobster, you know what I mean? She said, she said she wanted beats for Christmas. I'm like, look, I love you, you know what I mean? Mm, it's thug passion here. What do we got time for? Hey, so listen. Um, Real, real quick, I just, oh, it's one minute, all right. Um, shit, so, <laughs> right, hey, um, you, okay, listen, this next joke is gonna be a pick your own adventure joke. You got options, all right? You could hear about, one, reality TV, or, all right, the time I farted in the same elevator as Jesse Jackson. Just yell this, run it out, just, I'm hearing reality TV. Nah, nah, nah. All right. Now, for sure. For sure. Okay. Well, let's get it. Okay. All right. So, look. Um, 
farted in the same elevator <laughs> as Jesse Jackson one time. Uh, here's what happened. We're in the same fraternity. We're out at lunch in. He was going up with his uh, entourage. So boom, I run and catch that shit because I'm going up too, right? And uh, we just had beans and some miscellaneous fish. So it was a rotten thing I did in that elevator, you know? There's no honor in it. It smelled like hate and it was bad, right? So uh, it happens. It's too late. So standing there, Jesse Jackson guy, uh, one of his guys, he goes, what is that smell? <laughs> really loud. Jesse Jackson goes, I don't smell anything. That can mean two things. One, Jesse Jackson can't smell shit. <laughs> or, or two, he also farted in the elevator. You know what I'm saying? Our farts came together to form a cloud of social justice and undercooked tilapia. We walked out of that elevator as heroes. You niggas missed it. It was amazing. And uh, we can't fit all this black history in one month is the point I'm trying to make. So, yeah. All right. I'm I'm in love. You guys be cool. Guys, give it up for I'm in love. I think we're all in love with him now, right? Yo, Iman. Iman. Yo, Iman, you said Drake's gonna get kicked out of black people by when? Alright. Here's the thing. I here's the thing. I got I got kicked out of black people in two thousand one. So I'm trying to work my way back in. I, I I listened to the I listened to Green Day's American Idiot all the way through three times and they were like, yo, that's it, homie. Right. What should I? What can I do? I've been trying. I've been like. I've been trying to like get back in there. I'm dating a white girl. That's kind of something the black dudes do, you know. All right, dude. Well, I fucking hate Bill O'Reilly, so there's that. Wait, what's up? My Julia? Oh yeah, she was kind of like not trying to hang out last night. Wow. Wow. She's cool. I think she's really... I mean, I think she's pretty cool. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But the point is, I'm trying to get back in the game, so if you have any tips to help me out, maybe I can. you can work on my wardrobe or something. I don't know. We should talk. We should do like a consultancy type thing. Yeah, we can figure that shit out. Um, all right, guys. Your next... Com- guys, we have all... The, the next people aren't showing up, so we have all the time in the world. Do you guys mind if I do a quick 20 minutes? Is that cool? All right, guys, so I'm fucking this chick. Right? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys. Um, Your next comedian. Uh, you, Ian, you can literally do as long as you want. So fucking do whatever you feel is right. Very funny guy. You guys have obviously know him. Please give it up for Ian Levy. Cole is Cole is talking about the uh, the heartbeat thing that you can send to let people. I feel like I feel like the heartbeat monitor that Cole is talking about uh, is a bad way to let someone know you're alive, uh, but an even worse way to let someone know you've died. <laughs> like if someone just checks their phone, it's like grandma, <laughs> and it doesn't vibrate back. <laughs> like that's. <laughs> I don't know. It seems it seems kind of fucked up. Like, is that really the way to inform you that your loved ones are at no longer part of your on your Apple Watch? Oh, it's pretty fucked up. I've been I've been I've been thinking about death recently. 
Um, do you know? Did you know uh, you can no longer legally be buried in San Francisco? We've run out of space. Space is too tight. So now anyone who wanted to be buried in the Bay Area, uh, basically your your best option is that massive graveyard out in uh, in Oakland over by Piedmont Street. There's also one in Daly City. But the thing now is now that land is starting to get contested over because there's so many people living here that's getting a test to find plots there, which means even in death, uh, gentrification is still screwing people over. Like you are getting, the land is so tight, it follows you beyond the grave, guys. <laughs> right up to your final moment. I don't know. There's, that's kind of fucked up. It's, it's people, it's all these tech bros who are gonna, you know, have all their tombstone like hashtag YOLO. And then, you know, it's all, all, all these poor people who've lived here their whole lives, all these real San Francisco people, <laughs> gonna have to go out to Richmond or something to get buried. I don't know. That's, that's pretty fucked up. Yeah. I was, uh, I was invited to a, uh, a gender reveal party recently. Uh, you know, no, no, you know, where, where people have, they throw it for like, if they, that, yeah, it's for a baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what are you talking? Yeah, yeah, but it's, it's yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it's like one of those things where they do, you know, they do something quirky and fun. Like they, they, you know, so you know, it was pregnant. They'll cut into the cake, and if the, you know, it's like blue, it's a boy. If it's pink, it's a girl. And it seems sweet, but I thought that was a little fucked up, right? Because I think the real way to do it, if you want to do it respectfully, uh, you wait until the person's 18. Uh, and then they reveal what gender they are. Like, that seems a little presumptuous to just assume that you know the gender of your own baby just from, like, three pictures you've seen. It seems a little, it seems a little before, you know, that's, I don't know, jumping the gun a little bit on that one. That was, that's basically, those are, like, my two new bits. I feel like everyone has seen, like, everything, that's, that's, that's all, that's all I wrote this week, really. Credit. <laughs> I'm definitely not doing that. So, God no. It's, it, it, I know. It, it, yeah, it, it, if people start yelling my own bits at me, I know it's. 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 it's, 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 it's no. Uh, this has gone off the rails. I don't know. Again, I I need I need to work on some older stuff. Anyways, I was at a um. I was. <laughs> Sucks, but every, every like basically, uh, I was at a uh, I was at a dance hall the other day, a dance hall, dance club. I don't know. <laughs> clearly a place I spend a lot of time. You know, uh, I, I was, I was at, and there's this. Uh, I was at a dance club, and there was this. You know, I was, I was just doing my own thing, minding my own business. There's this guy on the other side of the dance floor uh, who like motioned over to me, and I kind of gave a quick like. And he kept on motioning, right? And I had to keep doing like a, no, no, no. And I think he just thought like I was shy or something, you know? But and I just, I didn't know how to communicate because I'm not gay, more power to you if you are, you know? It's just not my particular cup of tea. But I didn't know how to communicate across this dance floor because I can't just yell like, I'm not gay! Like, <laughs> that's not a good look. <laughs> but it's also hard to yell at more nuance like, I'm not
clapping feels like patronize. <laughs> you got an applause uh, right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to a joke. I didn't get one. To a joke maybe two people in here haven't heard before. <laughs> oh, no, thanks, thanks. Um, yeah, that's, it's hard to yell that over Destiny's Child. That's <laughs> Um... Uh, <laughs> it was funnier the second time. Oh, okay, okay, good, good. That's good feedback. Um, you guys done? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to count that as my second applause break. We'll just keep going until we'll, we'll go for 10. Is it? Is it a long format? I, um, I'll try some old stuff. One minute? Yeah. Fair, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that's fair. That's deserved. I, sh- I should get the fuck out of here. Just keep going. It's a, I actually it sounds like a nightmare I keep having. I'm just waiting until they listen to me. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's just white noise at this point. That, 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 that's actually that's actually my rapper name, White Noise. <laughs> Dear. I think I think that's the best best note I can go out on. Okay, thanks guys. <laughs> guys, you know what's interesting is that's been your fucking show. Make some noise! Thank you to all the lovely depressed, bored comedians that came today and talked into this microphone. It was a lot of fun. We'll be back next week. Isn't that interesting? Then we'll be back here this time next week. This time next week, you'll be doing the exact same thing, Brooke. Isn't that, we- isn't that weird that you know that already about yourself? And that we know that about you? That's weird that we know that, but it's true. So, uh, so yeah. Guys, this has been fun. See you guys next week. Let's all head to Brainwash to celebrate Tony Sparks. on the beaches on what huh right what
on. Am I on? Oh, there yeah. we go. Yeah, it was turned off also earlier. So I had to turn it on, which I remember from last, last time. Week. So we know all the quirks of whoever fucks with the studio before we get here. Stab. Just just stab. <laughs> just just stab. Just let us handle it. <laughs> oh, hey, we should put a new new sound. We sure should. We are the sounds from the street people. Usually when I listen to the podcast, it's pretty the ones that I do choose to listen to are pretty, you know, straight. I mean, there's nothing that technically it sounds perfect to me. Ooh. <laughs> that could technically. Be, that could be technically. That could be because I'm listening to it myself. And you get turned <laughs> or to, on. Or to us, yeah. <laughs> but um, we haven't had an issue where we've had to upload it. Yeah, that's true. Oh, that's the one good thing. And I, I checked it yesterday. <sighs> Every podcast that we've done since September of 2014 is on one link, and then I have to find, I should find the other one that has, like, the really old ones. Oh, wow. From, like, back in the day. We should 2012 and shit. Oh, yes. i got to find that one. one Party like it's 2012. <laughs> Wasn't that long ago. But, um... And party we did. <laughs> every night, man. Always out there. Was out on the prowl. We've had some some good um, some good times, some bad times, some mediocre times, some meh times, some meh, <coughs> meh. But anyways, we're going to be having a guest later this evening. I almost said afternoon because the sun is <sighs> still shining. Sun is shining strong. Uh, Shot in the Dark will be here, and they're local to the area, and they're going to do an acoustic performance for us, so that should be exciting. And let's see, the new story I had was uh, Prince, who, as everybody knows by now, he uh, was found in his elevator at Paisley Park last week, and um, just some new information has come out about what they're doing to move forward with his music and his um, his estate and um, the money that he has because um, technically he wasn't he wasn't married and he didn't have any um, I guess legal heirs if you want to put it in layman's terms so um, they found his musical vault <laughs> which was literally like behind a closed door so. This should be an interesting story. The vault at Prince's Paisley Park home, thought to contain at least 100 albums worth of unreleased material, has been drilled open. The bank-style vault is said to have been a large room under the property containing shelves of Prince's music, so much that ABC reports that Prince's estate could put out an album a year for the coming century. One day, someone will release them. I don't know that I'll get to release them, Prince told the view of his vault back in 2012. There's mm. just so many. The Bremer Trust have temporary authority over Prince's estate. He left no will, and it's not clear if or when the release of the music is likely to happen. Susan Rogers, Prince's former engineer, said in the report, we could put out more work in a month than most people could in a year or more. The cause of Prince's death on April 21st, meanwhile, is now the subject of a criminal investigation regarding a possible drug overdose. The development is the result of prescription drugs being found at the time of the musician's death. 
the Associated Press reports that an unnamed law enforcement official confirmed on Thursday that investigations were underway. The same individual also confirmed previous reports that Prince was found unconscious on a plane just a few days before his death. So that's kind of interesting. Um, no. I'm sure we'll be able to hear some of that music. Oh, yeah, for sure. In the future. And they've done that for other artists, too, I think. Uh, yeah, David Bowie is supposed to be releasing some uh, stuff mm-hmm. post, what do you call it, post-mortem? Yeah. Post-famously mm-hmm. or whatever. Oh, posthumous. Yeah. That's, I think that's it. So, I guess <clears throat> that's the way to do it if you want. I mean, I don't know if he meant for it to be released. Yeah. Prince, at least. He seemed, he was very, every everything in terms of how the music was released, he was very um, reserved about it. Yeah. He seemed very conservative about how the music was getting out there. So. I heard this interview where this, you know, Wendy Williams, mm-hmm. she's talking about, because she was good friends with him, and she's talking to, you know, I saw the interview where she's talking about him, obviously. I didn't really watch the show, but I, I was kind of yeah. interested because she's kind of an interesting character to watch and hear her talk about certain personalities right and she was saying like every time that he would call you it wouldn't be him it would be one of his representatives or his assistants or whatever and they would always text you like he wants to see you tonight at certain time Mm -hmm. at certain place Mm -hmm. but it would never you would never you would just automatically know is prince he is prince and whenever they would contact you, you knew you had to be there. And she said that whenever she would uh, go to one of his after parties, which mm-hmm. is most of the most of the events he invited people to were after parties after one of his shows, that he would tell her, like, tell everybody where to sit. Like, you sit here, you sit there, you know, like everybody had an assigned seating. He was really particular about who's going to sit with who because he thought that it would just make better or like livelier conversation or a better time. And it was just kind of like if he's like that about sitting arrangements, (laughs) imagine how he is with his music arrangement, you know. So it's going to be really interesting to see how they're going to pile that up into an or how they're going to pile all those songs songs into an album if they're not already in an album i guess right so but i also heard a lot of talk about his assistant or his producer um making music videos like full like fully paid for full you know um full uh what do you call it just like full-on music videos with like actors and stuff like that and like a like a full-on project yeah like a movie yeah a short movie or short film yeah and and then she's like thinking oh great you know we did this music video and it's gonna do really well and then he would just put it in the vault and he's like no i'm not gonna release it i just i'm gonna put it right here and like so i really can't wait to see those because apparently he's been doing that since 1984 so oh wow Interesting. So we'll see. I wonder or what he's he had the vault since 1984. Yeah, I wonder what he was saving it for. <laughs> Who knows? I don't think he even knows. Maybe he just wanted to have it. So he he, w- he was very into his faith, and I feel like he would always say, like, I'm just going to leave it out to God. This is all for God, you know, mm-hmm. because he was like uh, Jehovah. Oh, no. Jehovah's Witness. And 
And, and one of the things Wendy was talking about was like no cursing. She's like, he hated when I curse. And she, he's like, well, don't curse, Wendy. You're too pretty to curse. Like, don't, you don't need to be cursing all the time. You know, like, why, why would you want to curse? You know? <laughs> so he was very, like, and I don't think people really, like, paid attention to that part of him. I mean, obviously, they paid attention to all the sexy parts of him and, like, obviously his, his great talent, but never his, like, um, he, you know, he wanted to study the Bible. His religious like, His religious aspect, yeah. Because I think, in a way, he, he wasn't hiding it, but in a way, he didn't really want to, you know, I don't know. Like, he, he, I think he had both separately Yet he thought he always thanked to God for his talents. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just interesting. He's an interesting character. I or was did not know that. <laughs> uh, in other news, I do have radio ahead in the news. Uh-huh. It just came out today, uh, fourteen hours ago. So it says right here. Uh, out of Pitchfork, Radiohead fans receive mysterious "Burn the Witch" leaflets. The band known. Know where you live, according to cards sent to the UK fans in the post. Oh my God, it's an actual leaflet. Um, Radiohead fans are on the lookout for signs of the band's forthcoming album, following the announcement of a world tour and speculation around their registration of two new companies, Down Chorus LLP and Down Chorus L- uh, Limited. This morning, several UK fans received an eerie, mysterious update via post. Reports have emerged of leaflets reading, sign a song of sixpence that goes, burn the witch, we know where you live. With an embossed Radiohead logo, which is what I have that too on my left arm, uh, via Twitter and Reddit users who say they have previously made offers from the group, or I'm sorry, previously made orders from the group, Burn the Witch is the name of Radiohead's track, thought to have originated around 2013. Three to 2005. Below you can hear two very brief snippets of the intro and check out the leaflets. Uh, Pitchfork has contacted the band's representatives for comment. You can read the 19 unreleased Radiohead songs that could be on their next album on the pitch. <clears throat> and then this is the leaflet they got. Mm-hmm. And it's just basically... Are they talking about me again? They're... <laughs> i guess what they're trying to say is like they're always they're big on big brother like they're big on like conspiracies and stuff like that which big brother in london is not like a cctv yeah it's not i've been doing that for a long time right so they're just saying like we know where you live like this is for you burn the witch you know (laughs) uh they're trying to scare some of their fans i think it's awesome i i wish i kind of you know, was there for, I would gotten one of those in my mailbox, but you know, mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ordered anything through their website though. I think I've tried ordering in rainbow, not in rainbows, uh, King of Limbs when it came out and, um, it was just, the site was down cause it was the first, it was the release date and everything, everybody was trying to get mm-hmm. their hands on, um, cause you know, when they, f- they first released something, they're like, Oh, there's special, ones that have like signatures or like a stain or you know like watermark i don't know and um the website was just down and i couldn't get through to buy my my little copy but um i did it was successful i was successful with in rainbows because it was free uh what year did that come out 2007 oh okay i think i remember that yeah so that one was or choose your own 
price. Yeah, I remember when that came out. So obviously I was still in high school, so my price was zero. But uh, eventually I did buy it at um, uh, Virgin Mm -hmm. Records. Mm -hmm. Virgin, Virgin. yeah. Yeah, They were still around. Before they went out of business and became my Forever 21. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I bought it up here when I was visiting, because they were going out of business when I was visiting. And I was like, like, oh yeah, this is where I'm going to buy my shit. And I bought like... Back in the day. I think I bought Bjork's uh, Best of and the Smiths, the Best of the Smiths, and that that CD I burnt to the ground and um, I also bought Sigur and I bought a bunch of Radiohead that I was missing oh good times good times let's just say going back to San Diego on the airplane with all that shit they, I got stopped <laughs> by the security like, what you got in there TSA yeah they were really worried because of CD-ROMs and they're like what? who buys these anymore oh right because I had literally 2007 yeah. I literally just started using an iPod yeah. I had not converted when it came out, yeah. 2000, 2001. Yeah. I was totally against it. And then somebody gave theirs to me and I was like, what, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I like the portability, portability, oh my God, portability <laughs> mushrooms. Portability. Uh, of having the iPod. I did, I did like that because it's so tiny and you could put it in your pocket and that to me was attractive, but I could just never afford one. Yeah. They were pricey. But now, nobody gives a shit. Now it's just there. Now it's like your phone. And I was so against the iPhone too. I was like, it's a phone, a camera, and an iPod all in one. What if what? it breaks and I'm left with nothing, you what know? What the hell? Yeah. But. What the fuck? Alas. <laughs> here we I, are. Yeah. Here we are. Codependency. Less than 10 years later. <laughs> exactly. That was part of his evil plan burn the witch (laughs) (laughs) we're burning slowly if you think about it oh lord (laughs) we're witches for sure every use yeah just get one step closer to death people that's what we're do that's what we do here at mutiny radio in case you're just tuning in (laughs) bring you down um so uh glastonbury the glastonbury festival lineup was just announced this is from the enemy.com Glastonbury Festival has announced more acts for its sprawling 2016 lineup, which is being headlined by none other than Adele, Muse, and Coldplay. I would have never guessed those three. Um, After recently posting the acts for the Dance Village, Silver Haze, the festival has now shared who we can expect to see at the Common. The festival describes the Common, which is located in the southeast corner of the site, as an entire late-night world that embodies the true spirit of the festival. Tribal temples and dark caves, incredible live music, ritualistic paint-throwing, tomato fights, a Celtic festival of the dead, and a jaw-dropping waterfall. That sounds where I want to be. Acts include a DJ set from the streets, Mike Skinner. I haven't heard of him in years. Poet Kate Tempest, sub-focus, and drum sound and bass line Smith. Yeah, I think they just posted this the other day. Somebody else I know is playing this festival, but, I mean, it's a pretty well-known festival, and they have some pretty... Uh, big names in attendance every year. So if you want to find out more, um, you can go to their official website, glastonbury.com, and then as also the enemy always has lots of information about any upcoming festivals over there. Oh, 
The festival's other main headliners include Beck, Falls, LCD Sound System, Churches, James Blake, PJ Harvey, uh, ZZ Top, New Order, Disclosure, and Bring Me the Horizon, among many more. This will take place June 22nd through the 26th and is now completely sold out. So I guess it's kind of like their version of Coachella, I think, I'd say. Which festival is it Glass- there? Glastonbury. Well, for sure, yeah. Yeah. It's the big one. Mm-hmm. I have Tom DeLonge in the news. If you didn't know, Tom DeLonge is from, was a former member of uh, Blink-182, which I kind of rekindled my love for in the last few days. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have released some new shit like yesterday so <clears throat> i haven't listened to it yet so i'm not gonna say anything uh <laughs> me neither is say. tom DeLong for real about this ufo stuff motherboard investigates it's not oh my god how long is this it's not that long okay <clears throat> um well, that's my place it's not every motherboard interviews a rock star but it's also not every day a rock star releases a 700 page opus about aliens and ufos and deep government conspiracy going back to the 1940s tom DeLong, the former guitarist and co-lead singer of blink 182 has a new act it's called secret machines and it's a massive project that includes books films music about ufo phenomena the first installment, a novel called Chasing Shadows, co-written with author A.G. Hartley, A.J. Hartley, came out in on 9, April 5th. It's a rockling page turner about a skeptical journalist who runs a UFO debunking website, a Holocaust survivor, and a Harris whose father's mis- whose father mysteriously dies, and a marine pilot who gets uh, read recruited in a secret government technology project at area 51 somehow their stories all intersect um but the book is in pure fiction delong says it's based on real events and sourced from delong's own research for as long as i can remember i have sought answers he wrote in the foreword uh the rock star has an are a circle of 10 advisors helping him on this stuff he says and one of them is a high-level member of the pentagon Wow. <laughs> this Department of Defense advisor gave DeLong a go-ahead to take the story, the real story, to the masses on the condition that he introduced it bit by bit through fiction and nonfiction. DeLong has long been dipping in and out of the UFO conspiracy theory community. In 2011, he launched a website called Strange Times, which fizzled and has a, a, appeared multiple times on the cult hip paranormal talk show Coast to Coast. Oh, I've heard of that. We talked to DeLong about his beliefs, his project, and how Chasing Shadows came into his existence. We also dive into the weird and wonderful world of conspiracy theorists in the longest radio motherboard episode to date. Featuring Tom DeLong, motherboard editor, and chief direct Mead, senior supervising, come back, producer, uh, Chris O'Coin, managing editor, Adrian Jeffries, and reporter, quiet. Jason Kovler <laughs> and paranormal uh, investigator, dark journalist. That's Big Brother telling you what to do through your fucking iPhone. <laughs> Fuck you, Steve Jobs. <laughs> Speaking of conspiracies. <laughs> For real. That's interesting, though. I didn't know that he completely just went off the. So what it radar. seems like is he's he's not only it's I mean. 
It's not really out of the radar because he is he's, releasing he's releasing a novel and he's releasing a movie. Okay, I mean he went off the deep end somehow. Yeah. That's it. Well he's always believed in UFOs and there's a bunch of Lincoln eighty two songs mm-hmm. you know that touching on that subject. Yeah. So but it's just kind of like now he's like a little more serious where he actually has people who are like quote unquote credible on in the area mm-hmm. with the government conspiracies and Pentagon and Area fifty one and all that. But I mean I mean, it sells. I'm not gonna lie. I I would probably read it because to me that's interesting. I mean I don't specific I don't believe it per se, but I think it's an interesting thing to read. Because conspiracies, even if you're like now, they're interesting to read. It's an interesting read. It's kind of like reading 1984, you know. That was a good book. Yeah. I enjoyed reading it. I should read it again. I have um, it if you want to borrow it. I think I have it, too. And Animal Farm, too. I read that one. Oh, I need to read that one. Yeah, that's interesting. That one's... I mean, 1984 is pretty relevant, but I feel like Animal Farm, I'm starting to, like... I mean, I can see it, like, in our day-to-day lives, you know? But, um, I mean, and he wrote those books back after World War II, I think, right? Yeah. In the late 40s, early Mm -hmm. 50s. And it's just interesting um, seeing how it it plays out um, even decades later, you know? Yeah. How things are are still relevant. But, yeah. I I mean, I believe in some of that stuff, too. I mean, some of it's kind of far-fetched and kind of outlandish but then i think you know i know that ghosts exist so there's got to be other life forms out there right maybe they're all ghosts <laughs> just space ghosts they're all like oh i love that cartoon <laughs> it inspired cartoon. me yeah space ghosts coast to coast remember no i've never seen that it was on cart there he is right there um is my voice coming through, by the yeah. way? Okay. I just thought it was like, maybe I'm hallucinating. I'm just talking into the microphone and nothing's coming out. No, but it was a cartoon. It either came out, I think it came out like in the 90s. It was on Cartoon Network. And he was like, dressed like a superhero with a mask. And he would interview famous people. You never saw it? I never saw it, but I think I've seen like, yeah, it's, it's probably on, on YouTube. It's, it's pretty funny. I mean, he would ask just like kind of outlandish questions. I can't think of one in particular, but I think he interviewed Jim Carrey at one point when it was like the height of his career, but it's Mask. weird. Yeah. I think yeah. it was around that time. And he was, I mean, it's Jim, it's Jim Carrey. He's talking to Jim Carrey, but he's a cartoon. It was like kind of a weird thing to see back then, but now it's probably, it's not that big of a it's deal. It's been done. Yeah. But I was like, oh, this guy's hilarious. Wow, I need to check that out. Yeah, space space ghost, coast to coast. That's what he called himself. That's catchy. He's just an uh, egotist, just like the rest of us. Makes sense. Yeah, you got to you gotta have a story to tell. You got to have your ego. You got to have it somehow in your arsenal. Keep it going. Yeah. How come there's all kinds of weird shit in here? Look at the microphone. Look at that. What happens here after hours? They we love don't to know. turn off the second microphone because whoever was sitting in this chair doesn't deserve to have a voice. They're just like chewing on the, <laughs> or like the microphone cover. Just like hitting their face against the microphone. The foam. Yeah. But actually, it's every time I try and use it, it's always like, just, just get rid of it. I don't want a second microphone. 
I only need one. Because they're loaders. They're probably here with themselves. And they're like, aw, screw this. And then those mics are like, just, I don't need to look at them. I don't need to leave them the way they are. I you need don't to know what physically happens here. move them to the other side of the table so I don't have to even think about other people being in the studio with me. Yeah. It's like this weird, like, psychological shift that happens. <laughs> they don't want to be reminded of how lonely they are. <laughs> Things can get, I can say this from experience, and maybe you can too, but it gets kind of lonely in here if it's just one person. It does. But it was kind of fun when I used to do it, and there was the cafe because then people would come in and kind of, there was Interact that, with you a little e- bit. Exactly. There was, there was that whole vibe. But um, nowadays, it's kind of a weird dynamic. There yeah. hasn't been a lot of things happening at eight o'clock recently i mean um rentals no there hasn't i think a lot of the stuff goes down now at fridays on, on fridays she's yeah. been doing a lot of stuff on fridays and then um she does she does a lot of appearances at different comedy places around san francisco so good for her good for you pam yeah yay pam <laughs> she's an amazing lady and um you know the station's still kind of floating along we're still here and we always have interesting stories to tell i feel yeah maybe not being here maybe not that interesting super interesting yeah it always sounds better after i listen to it i'm like oh that sounds so awesome it's so professional and now we're like Ugh. <laughs> the weather is just kind of making us like i know Ugh. it's making us so sleepy like I would definitely, like, enjoy, like, a popsicle right now. I'm sure you would. (laughs) All melting and sugary coated and... Mm. (laughs) An orange-sicle. Ooh, those are good with the the cream. The cream-sicle. Cream-sicle. Orange popsicle. Orange creamsicle. Yeah, what brand was there? Was it Dole? I don't know. I can't remember the one I used to have. Dole makes pretty good uh, popsicles, though. Uh Uh-huh. Dole banana. Dole pineapple. All right, we'll stop. We're not getting paid by Dole, by we're the way. Keep being Dole, weird. if you're hearing this, we're pitching an idea. We'll talk to you. Our people will talk to your people. <laughs> you know where to find us. Yeah. Or maybe not. We're on Facebook. Um, Sounds from the street. Uh, that's our Facebook page. And then the Mutiny Radio page is going through some updates I believe, but they kind of defaulted back to the original web page, but then they had the the new one for a period of time, but it wasn't completely updated. Um, but anyways, meetneradio.fm, that's our that's our hubbub for now. <laughs> and Yes, uh, I concur. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, um we were kind of doing a semi tribute to Prince last week, so I thought we would play um there's a couple songs on um, this wonderful mix CD that I made um, not too long ago. Well, pretty long ago, like 2002, 2003. <laughs> but it really came in handy because I do not have any of his stuff on record no or... Yeah, so now I do. <laughs> now I can safely say I do. But anyway, stay tuned for more Mutiny Radio. <laughs>
Shot in the Dark. If you're just tuning in, they're playing a live set for us here at Mutiny Radio. If you want to come join us, we're located at 2781 21st Street on the corner of 21st and Florida in the Mission District of San Francisco. And now they're going to come join us in the studio for a little interview and they're going to tell us a little bit about themselves. And um, thanks, you guys. <laughs> thanks for stopping on by. <laughs> Thank Don't be shy. Us. Thanks for having us. <laughs> Anytime. Now that was a that was a great uh, track that we just heard. Can you tell us a little bit more about it? Well, Paula wrote it. Um. <laughs> She's like, I'm not gonna say a word. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's I think probably one of the first songs Paula and I learned. We learned two songs when we first started uh, just a little while ago, and that was one of them. Like we each brought a song. Polly writes, I write, as of now, and we each brought a song in, and that was mine. And uh, that's kind of where we started. Awesome. How did you guys meet? Well, we've been, Paul and I have been playing together off and on for like years. <laughs> like years in other, in other formats. Mm -hmm. Like rock, we played rock and roll, rock music and some punk and different stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, we decided, because uh, we come from really different backgrounds, but we've always been able to meet in the middle. So we tried mm -hmm. to like step up meeting in the middle and mix different styles. Exactly. Like Electro, Paul is really into that. And uh -huh really good at then the kids the brains of the operation and i'm like a i play fuzzy guitar a lot <laughs> and, um, and rock and then sunny yeah. sunny i think it, it brings a lot of soul influences but it's classically trained as well so oh, it's, we're trying to meet in the middle and do like a hybrid that's kind of different yeah is that is what you're doing now different than what you were doing back in the beginning when you first met or how has the music evolved over time uh when when we first started this uh, shot in the dark uh I don't know. We've gotten more rock, I think. 
Yeah. <laughs> this it's interesting because we use drum machines, and you know, like um, pa Paula does all that. I just play guitar, and Paula does the remainder of everything. So drum machines and synthesizers and stuff like that. So playing it acoustic is different too. She's a multi instrumentalist over there. She is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the exact opposite. I hate them. <laughs> but if you know how to use them and manipulate them to do what you want. The more power to you. <laughs> do you, when you guys are recording, is it in a studio environment or do you do it in the privacy of your own home or how does that work? We just recently started recording and um, we just have our first uh, CD single release party not too long ago. So we have the two awesome. tracks, Fanfic and Over, that are on there. So please check it out. Uh, you can go to our Facebook page and uh, there's a link that's on there that you can go and check it out. Mm -hmm. Um, but we just did that recording at Tiny Telephone Studios, I think ah, was the name of it. I've heard of that place. That's it. There was a bunch of little teeny telephones in it. <laughs> like, in the actual recording? Well, no, no, sadly, no. <laughs> That's a bummer. We'll do you know, that next time. Okay. We'll do that next time. <laughs> Besides the gong, I've always wanted to be the world's busiest gongist, and I haven't got there, never mind. <laughs> well. Tiny telephones come right after being a very busy yeah. gongist. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's close enough to 420, right? Oh, yeah. There you go. There you go. Wasn't that long yeah, ago. That's a good point. <laughs> and do you guys have guest musicians on some of your recordings, or do you mostly stick to the three piece format? Well, we haven't been together uh, too long. I joined the band uh, about seven months ago now. Awesome. Almost oh a God. year. Mm -hmm. I should say almost a year. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were just fine-tuning everything that they had already put together and trying to put some new compilations together. So we're really excited right. to have that going on that we haven't introduced having anybody else in yet. Mm -hmm. But maybe in the future. We'll see. We had a couple different singers before we were blessed to meet Sonny, and that was... Um, adventuresome <laughs> to be demure um, but it, it was pretty cool yeah. this is way different for us doing an acoustic is nice oh you know is what it I mean? and uh mixing music styles like that yeah it takes time it's like something you got to kind of grow into and, and we're doing that so it's actually not where it's going to be yet and we're not actually sure what that is yet which is a little mm -hmm. scary but also kind of exciting you oh know? definitely you got to try new things right you got to take risks yeah. <laughs> and you got to keep some things that are like this place. It's, it's just such a relief in San Francisco. I've been here a long, long time and I've seen a lot of changes. And uh, Good and bad? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, was, uh, I was being a negative Nelly. No, I was no, a lot of the changes suck. Yeah. So um, it's really nice to see this place here because it reminds me of a lot of things that we, but we lost and it's a relief. So this is good. To, to see that you're doing this here, this place. Send us your money. Send <laughs> yeah. us all your money. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you're saying that. Because a lot of artists and people are creative and Keeping doing the real thing. We don't want to ask for yeah. money. We yeah. suck at that. Yeah. I hope I can say no. suck. I guess it's yeah. too late. But yeah. I think because we've been here so long, we're not afraid to ask for what we know is well, the answer. Well, that's how we are here is through just donations and yeah, the dues that we give. We pay, we pay money every we month pay money to every keep month it going. Pay, yeah. yeah. So it's rent is not 
cheap or free. <laughs> yeah, we all live in San Francisco. And you know what? I think that uh, there's this weird conception where like art should be free for everyone. Well, why, you know, why aren't tacos for everyone free then? You know, I know they're awesome. <laughs> you know, I, mean, I would, I, love I would that. love to have free tacos, but I mean, <laughs> artists and people who are doing radio and people who are doing creative things deserve to get paid as well. I think we should get paid mo, but I might be a little biased. <laughs> no, I totally agree with that. And there have been talks about that since I've been here getting a little stipend maybe not you know we're not getting paid a salary wage or anything but some kind of we're getting something back for doing what we've been doing for the past six years you know we've been giving um bands like you you know free airtime access to our space and our airwaves and it just seems like unfortunately it was hard before you know this influx of tech it was definitely hard you know five six years ago but now it's even harder to to do what we're doing now, yeah. But she's making me do we're it. So happy that you're here. <laughs> yeah. She's gotta like, go. Are we the doing a show this week? The neighborhood is representing, so that's great. Yes. We yeah. sh- we sure are. I'm glad to have you guys here. Are you playing any live shows coming up? Uh, yeah, we're gonna be at um, Above DNA Lounge on June fifth. June fifth. Awesome. And have you guys, what's your favorite venue that you've played at so far? In this band or in San Francisco? Just in general. In general? Mm-hmm. I played the Warfield. I like that. Yeah. But I've only played there once. Well, that's a treat. You know, it was very cool. Yeah. yeah. Were you, who were you playing with? That was a band called the White, I'm in the White Trash Debutantes. Which oh, is, yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's an to adventure. To be told. Yeah, it's been a, that, that band's been around forever. Uh, I'm, okay. I'm not the longest standing member. I've survived. Good for you. you know, but I didn't get to go on Jerry Springer with the rest of them. Son uh, of a. Yeah. I came out after that. But uh, as far as like local venues, that Bottom of the Hill is still here. It is. Bottom of the Hill is a yeah. great venue. Mm-hmm. We played at Club Monarch, which has a really good sound system. I would like that place. We were there not too long ago. Yeah, it's a weird little place on it 6th is. Street. And I think that yeah. that's cool, you know. They have kind of the house. When we were there, they were playing DJ, DJ type yeah. stuff. They're which more I guess... known for doing their DJs, uh-huh. but they... They invite some bands every now and then, so that's really, really that's awesome. Cool. Uh-huh. Keeping the door open, yeah. wide open. Yeah, like it was that. cool. It was um, we played with other bands that were also, you know, is it electro? What's the word I should use, Paula? <laughs> Yeah, label, guys. label. They didn't have drummers, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Drum machines, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, awesome. And remind us of your website again. So. It is. Oh, we're, we're cheap. We don't actually, we didn't buy a donut pane. <laughs> so okay. um, we're on WordPress, wordpress.shotinthedarksf.com. So. And how did you get that name? Polly? It was just a shot in the dark. As cliche as I thought it sounded cool. Oh, yeah. You know, it, so it was really, it's that deep. It makes, well, it makes you think, like, hmm, I wonder what they're about. What's going on with Oh, good. <laughs> Good. Yeah, but like that, you know. I just thought it sounded cool and a little and a little like off, you know. A little off the beaten path. You know, I've been in bands with a lot of names, and you know, I've been in bands got kicked out of places, and we changed the name and went back with the same band, you know, (laughs) back in the day. So I've thought of a lot of band names, you know, over the years. A lot. What's the worst one so far? Worst band name? I was in a band called Don King's Hair. <laughs> and you know, we used to get in cabs, and people were like, "That band's really good," and it wasn't. <laughs> you know, and we only played a couple of shows, so it was like, "I hear, but you guys play all over," and we're like, "Yeah, all over 
the same two places. <laughs> same two venues that'll take us. Yeah, and our poster was just a picture of Don King's hair. Hair, that's yeah. You know. He has amazing hair, by the way. Stood yeah. the test of time. Yeah. yeah. And that's the least profane cool name, so I'll go with that. <laughs> we're, we're a community radio. We don't care yeah. if you curse. Hey, you know, we were paying, yeah. we're paying for all the curse words in our language and all the other languages that exist. So oh. I love German, so... Cultural cursing, I like it. <laughs> yeah. German sounds like people are cursing no matter what they're saying. Right? It you really know? is. That's because they are cursing. They're just <laughs> mad. They're mad all the time. Yeah. Okay. What can people expect for, to see when they go to your show at the DNA Lounge on June fifth? I think they will be entertained depending on which song list we do. <laughs> I'm keeping it mysterious. Um, <laughs> no, but we just try to have a good time. Um, you will definitely hear the influences of the rock, the grunge, the soul, the synth pop, uh, all of those different genres mixed together. And we uh, just really like to be involved with the audience as much as we can. And we just try to have fun. Well, it seems like the audiences follow you no matter where you go. So you guys already have, you know, something that's working for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know you could have people here to watch I it, thought they you know? were friends of yours. <laughs> well, it's great to have you guys. And I think you're going to play two more songs for yeah. us. Does that yeah. sound right? Yeah. Awesome. If you allow us, we will. Yes, I fully Should allow we play it. play a song out, right. out of the CD while you guys set up yeah, for yeah, the Yeah, that sounds great. So, so you can, like, hear what we, actually, what we sound like. Usually, uh, what we're doing now, which is a big difference. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What track would you like me to play? Fanfic. Fanfic. It's much nicer. Do you know what number? No. Oh. <laughs> Numero uno, por favor. I said I must confess I know exactly who you are 
disappear. <laughs> oh, we're back in the air. <laughs> and Shot in the Dark is here, and we just played one of the tracks from their EP, and they're going to resume playing uh, two live tracks for us, so stay tuned for more Mutiny Radio. So, um, there's a possibility that Raymond Douglas Davies isn't God, but he wrote this song. Everybody's a dreamer, and everybody's a star. Everybody's in movies, it doesn't matter who you are. There are stars in every city, in every house and on every street. And if you walk down Hollywood Boulevard, the names are written in concrete. Don't step on Greta Garbo as you walk down the boulevard. She looks so weak and fragile, that's why she tried to be so hard. But they turned her into a princess, and they sat her on a throne. But she turned her back on stardom, because she wanted to be alone. You can see all the stars as you walk down Hollywood Boulevard. Some that you recognize, some that you hardly even heard of. Oh. And suffered and struggled for fame Some who succeeded and some who suffered in vain Stepping on Bella Lugosi, he's liable to turn and bite. But stand close by Betty Davis, hers was such a lonely life. If you covered him with garbage, George Sanders would still have style. If you stamped on Mickey Rooney, he would still turn around and smile. But don't tread on dearest Marilyn She's not very tough She should have been made of iron or steel But she was only made of flesh and blood You can see all the stars as you walk down Hollywood Boulevard Some that you recognize Some that you've hardly even heard of suffered and struggled for fame some who succeeded and some who suffered in vain Be always on your guard. 
for listening. We are once again shot in the dark. We've got Paula Suter on keyboards, Polly Gray on guitar, and I am Sunny McGarity on vocals. We will have another show June 5th at the DNA Lounge. We would love to see you there if you have the opportunity to come out. It will be a lot of fun with about six bands. So come on down and join the fun. We've got one more song for you. And I'm not even going to tell you the name of it. <laughs> it's called I Got You. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
listening to another edition of Sounds from the Street. <laughs> that was Shot in the Dark. And I don't know if they want to come back in for one more little quick chat. Just for just for a little bit. <laughs> Not too long. <laughs> we have that other track. Oh, that's true. I forgot about that. Tell us a little bit about that song that we just heard, or I guess both songs. Uh, the first one's a kink song. That's oh. my comment about that there's theories that Raymond Davies, Raymond Douglas Davies, yeah. is God. I kind of, I think. Uh-huh. Some some people would say yes, yeah. I, I think he is. <laughs> you know? Some people would agree. <laughs> yeah. He wrote "You Really Got Me" when he was 12. Really? It's the first song he wrote, so I think mm. that just proves it right there, you okay. know? I mean, it's as good as any other theories I've heard about other stuff, you know? Right. Yeah. Yep. And then I got you. About S&M. <laughs> you know, it's about bringing S&M to the masses, which mm-hmm. I think is a and good thing. And it's so different live. When we play it with the full setup, it is so different live. 